Welcome, listeners, old and new. Uh, Gavin here. This is the Anytime Notebook in podcast form. Hey, if you've been around for a while, we've been doing this since about 2007. Obscure football league betting content website. Remember blogs? We used to do that as well. Uh, we covered the championship yesterday, an early look at the opening show on the championship top goal scorer market. Joining me to look at exactly the same, but for League Two this time around, is, as we discovered last night, the football manager simulation runner, John Bywater. John, good evening. Yes, good evening from the supercomputer. <laughs> supercomputer, you press the buttons, you've got some answers. <laughs> at um, least one at least one person like that, so that's more than, more than I thought, so I'm, I'm happy with that, Cam. Good. Uh, I, had a, I went down memory lane a bit today. I still get some of that old blog stuff, um, long live WordPress, back in the day. Back in the You're day still when... Getting um, the, still getting the royalties, are you? <laughs> still getting the royalties. Do you ever get the feeling that, hey, you peaked... About twenty years ago, that's what that's what. Yeah, every, every day. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, some good stuff on there. I don't know when you when do you realise that your best years are behind you, John? I'm not too sure. I'm ask, asking on behalf of me and. Um, no, I, I I completely agree with that. So it's a good I'm start ask, to this one. We're, we're firing them up. <laughs> I'm asking on behalf of me and Adrian Mariapa. Is that? Whether when you know oh, your best years the f- first dig of the new season at <laughs> Mr. Mariapa. Uh, John, it was a, a fruitful or fruitless, time will tell, look at the championship out whites last night. We move on to League Two tonight. Any bets already for you? Uh, no, but the one that I think is a price that is um, too big, even though he's favourite, is uh, Mr. Paul Mullen, which I think you agree with. Um, well, you're quite, obvious, you're happy with the price. Obvious favourite. Yeah, I don't think there's... Yeah. I think he opened at 13-2 and he's there's still some 13-2 around, isn't there? Yeah, a bit surprised about that, but maybe it's still too early. But yeah, I think that's lead, very fair. Absolutely. Let's lead into League Two then. As you've already mentioned, um, leading striker for Wrexham, we do have some new toys to play with, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in League Two. I'll just give you a quick rundown, John. So Salford's total last season, 75 points to get into the playoffs, better only in the last decade by the 77 points that Mansfield got in with the season before that. And if you have a look at that 2020-2021 renewal, I think we consider that a strong heat because four of the top six are just about to apply their trade in, in League One next season. So I think my general thought is that we upgrade a lot of that chasing pack behind the automatic promotion last year. There's a big drop-off behind Mansfield. We'll talk a bit about Bradford and Mansfield in this podcast as well. And if I look towards the bottom, bottom half, there's only 15 points that separate crew in 13th to relegated Hartlepool in 23rd. I think when you when you get those truncated renewals, I think the assessment that I tend to make is okay, there was two that was worse than all the others, but they were pretty much as bad as as bad as each other. So I think that the we 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 worry about the teams towards the bottom half of that division. Big drop off, like we say, from Mansfield in eighth to uh, Barrow, I think it was in ninth. I think we I like a lot of that chasing pack still. Add into the mix, you know, it, it, even if we didn't have the likes of Wrexham and Notts County, I think it's still a fascinating renewal of um, of the old Division Four. The good news is we have some we have some heavyweights coming up from the National League. Should we start with 
Wrexham then. I think I think it's the natural place to start. I think it's where every single preview of League Two is going to start over the course of the next couple of weeks. Yeah, talk us through yes. Paul Mullin then. We, we think he's... Um, sounds obvious, but yeah, of course we think he's going to go well, right? Are we calling them the, the neutrals favourite, Wrexham? That's <laughs> oh, uh, no, nobody's saying. <laughs> nobody's saying. <laughs> I quite like them. I know everyone else hates them, so I'll stick with I quite like them until they do me over probably halfway through the season. Um, Paul Mullin, yeah, 13-2, to two, as you mentioned, favourite at the moment. Basically, what is there not to like? 38, 26 and 32 in his last three seasons. One of those was in League Two for Cambridge. Probably coming into his prime now. Will be first choice. Can't see any scenario where he's sold or he's not picked unless a dramatic drop-off. Takes penalties. Eight last season. Uh, Something I like, he's not missed a game in two of the last three campaigns. Very rarely injured. I expected he'd be about four, four to one, nine to two. So I still think there's quite a lot of juice in that price. Uh, for the benefit of the one person who enjoyed the uh, supercomputer talk yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gab's loving it. I've gone early. It's the it's the only mention of the supercomputer in in tonight's episode. Everyone. Uh, I, need, I need a little. Um, I need a little um, soundtrack behind it. Someone goes, yeah, a little ju- a little jungle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got out my big supercomputer. This isn't OnlyFans, thank God. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really rambling here, but he was only out of the places once out of the ten simulated seasons, and I looked onto that season, and he was sold. So make of that what you will. I, I can't really see how he's going to be out of the places if he's if he plays the whole season, which there's no reason to think he won't. So looking at that scenario, the 13 to two is perfectly good. I think it's not your stereotypical path. Is it? I guess he dropped down from the one into the national yeah. league, but if you, so you looking at national league goal getters who are stepping up, doesn't necessarily translate to the, the, the journey that Mullins taking, but they do, you know, players that have finished top of the goal scoring charts in or, or towards the top of the goal scoring charts in the National League do tend to have a good record when they step up into League Two. It's got here Paddy Madden and Carl Wooden both into double figures last season for Stockport. Scott Quigley before that for Barrow when they when they got into the Football League and people like Macaulay Bone and Andy Cook missed out League Two completely and went straight on to contribute goals in the in the championship and League One. Bosch, thirteen to two. Job done. Good yeah, price. That's the that's the end of this podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I just don't think there's a downside to it. Um, obviously, Wrexham are clear favourites at the moment. They, they'll go off favourites. So, you know, if you if you even half agree with that, then there's no reason he. Sh- I don't think he should be thirteen to two anyway. So, I think he's very solid. Yeah, you mentioned there about being on penalties. That's not something that. Uh, Macaulay Langstaff has the luxury of his goal scoring feats. So we, we, let's talk about Notts County now. His goal scoring feats are even more amazing when you consider that he hasn't been on penalties at, at pretty much any of the levels that he's been at over the last few years. He has come from, hey, right the way up the up the, up the pyramid, and now finds himself in in um, in the football league. What do we think about Macaulay Langstaff? Well, like you say, um, I've got here 71 in 74 games. Um, Even more impressive, like you say, only one penalty and all that, which is Mm. ridiculous, really. Um, He won't be on the penalties again here, but 
I'm not saying that's a negative because it hasn't bothered him before. Uh, new signing, David McGoldrick, who we'll come on to, will probably be on the penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, the only possible downside is I've, I presumed at the end of the season, even though they went up, he, he might be sold on and there was a few rumours around. But looking at that again earlier today, there's nothing been nothing last couple of weeks. So that probably isn't the a concern now. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see him in pre-season recently? I did. So first time, like I said, you don't put a lot of stock in what you see pre-season. This was proper pre-season. I think it was only, not counted, it had only been back a couple of days. I saw them at the knee and I was taken aback. My first time looking at him in the flesh, which is always, I think is always a useful exercise to do, but he was sharp, quick, running all the way across that front line, always on the shoulder. Hey, he looked, he looked every inch to me, someone that could step up right now I was I was really impressed and, and I came into it thinking when I looked at the out white and the you know the top six or seven teams I looked at hey who who do we want to fade here who's the, and I thought Notts County would probably be the one because I think they you know defensively I don't think they were as strong as everyone else that I see kind of pitching up at, at the top of the division but from what I saw hey yeah he could he could he could score a hatful and negate any defensive issues that they've got. But I was, I was really impressed. I think the Langstaff and McGoldrick market, I think it's been quite interesting, is it? Because McGoldrick opened up 14s. He was then swiftly cut. I mean, we think, we think 14s was, was probably too big for, for McGoldrick dropping down, don't we? But, um, and then, and then I think they pushed Langstaff out to tens, which didn't last for long. And now we're at a stage where I think Langstaff's eight to one and, Best price McGoldrick is about 11s, but um, sounds like a bookmaker thing to do, which is cut both. But um, but yeah, I think they, what about McGoldrick for you? Yeah, he's a difficult one. That first 14 to 1, like you say, I think it lasted two hours, the mm. first um, which showed you it was wrong. But I've said to myself, I wouldn't mention ages again, but he is 35. Um, but you've got to say that that's becoming less and less of an issue, um, mm. especially now. And he's dropping down to the lowest level he's ever been at again, like he was last year. One thing that I know that you picked up on, um, I if it's just a bit of a anonymy, but he did score nearly all his goals last season against the worst sides in League One. Um, mm. Hattricks, Bristol Rovers, Morecambe, Forest Green, um, I mean, they all count, so I'm not really knocking that, but he had very little impact in the games that mattered. So I don't know what that tells you, really. Uh, yeah, and it's difficult to crab the form too much when you think, well, he's going to come up against, mm. you know, maybe 23 yeah, of those yeah, you sides. you can't really say that because <laughs> Forest season. Green are probably going to be even worse. And, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah, the, I think the top six in this league looks solid to me. I can't really see a shock happening. So mm. he's going to get a lot of easy games. Also, he will be on the penalties. But one thing without a notice, his career record on penalties, 17 scored, nine missed. Um, pretty terrible. But that a lot of the a lot of the scored were last year. So I don't know. It'll be on them though, because uh, Rodriguez was on them for Notts County, who's now at Oxford. Mm. So... I can't I, see anyone else would be on. I just wondered, and like I said, I'm not putting too much stock in what I've seen pre-season, but I just wondered whether there was a bit of a kind of elder statesman coming in to kind of provide a bit of, you know, maturity and, you know, dropping deep 
Yeah. I wondered whether we might see that type of performance from McGoldrick. You know, almost happy to, almost happy to like link the play up and and I, you know, and if he does do that, then great because I think that'll be a benefit for Langstaff. But I just wondered whether second fiddle, yeah, absolutely, and happy to be second fiddle rather yeah, than you know, maybe so. that's what might have brought him in, and that's the job that he's being asked to do. Um, but like you say, he could still, if he has a similar yeah. field there against these weak sides, he he could. Uh, I could easily see him doing what he did last year on a similar sort of level, um, but I, I think it's difficult. I know I know a couple of people still think he's way too big, so mm. I can see that argument because he is he is the class act even against Mullin and Langstaff, really. But there we go. Uh, Twenty eight goals was enough for Andy Cook to take top honours last season. It went Boo. off. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Yeah, all sorry. those goals that Dane Oliver should have got. Yeah, it was um, a virtual winner, that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, he went off a standout 25-1 to 1 before a ball was kicked. If I'd have known Mark Hughes was going to rest him for half a dozen games, you could have given me 50-1 to 1 and I still would have been happy to be wrong. Another year older. Third of the price he goes off this time, John. Not for me. Is he for you? I've got here. Won this easily in the end last season, which you can't argue with, even though I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> He's just arguing with yourself, but he, he signed a new three-year contract in the summer. Wrexham wanted him, apparently. I don't know if that was just to get his contract up. Uh, but Dane Oliver's got another groin issue. Um, and we'll miss the first match. Uh, sorry to mention, that'll be his last mention <laughs> ever, probably. Um, I think his, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I think his price is terrible here, um, Andy Cook. Mm. I, I still... I said this last season, it sounds ridiculous. I still, because he did get dropped for that spell as well. Um, I think it was around the new year. It was, yeah. And Oliver scored a couple or scored one and played well. I'm still not entirely convinced. Hughes is like, <laughs> he's obviously going to start the season. He'll play, I'm sure he'll, he'll play the whole season. But I wouldn't be absolutely amazed if he faded out of things, even with that new contract. So I, I think it's a... Uh, you compare them to those other three names, I, I think it's a pretty terrible price, but there we go. Any any thoughts on Bradford? Because I, just for a change, it's normally about this time of year that people start to talk up both Bradford and Mansfield. I thought Mark Hughes did a pretty decent job. I know Bradford fans aren't going to like listening to this, but 18 points better total than the season prior. I thought, I thought they figured out things around about Christmas time. This, this league to me is always about, hey, solid centre-halves, Half decent manager, and I think you're in. You're in with a chance. And he bought in our old friend Sam Stubbs, didn't he? Uh, around the turn of the year, I thought he had a full season of him. Patterson's a nice addition from Harrogate as well. And I, I yeah, wondered whether Bradford felt like that just the type of club that would like relish, you know, Parkinson and Wrexham taking all the headlines and you know being the party poopers and that that feels you know that would be yeah a, a pressures huge off game. a little bit there absolutely yeah so and, and double the price you know seven and one they went off last year Bradford and you get that's always the benefit of having someone like Wrexham in the division there's some tasty prices around for for people that could um you know could certainly can certainly be in with a challenge um another team that could be in with a challenge who I think will go well no surprise is Stockport. <laughs> Any views on Paddy Madden, whether he's likely to... Um... Um, I think Paddy Madden's missed his chance last mm. year, really. Uh, I liked him last season. Um, Ten goals was disappointing, really. I mean, I know he was injured for part of that. He did score eight in a 12-game period between October and Christmas. Mm. 
and then nothing else really. Um, he just looks such a stronger renewal. I could see him sneaking into the places if he has a, a good season. Uh, again, he's he's not getting any younger, but how, how do you think? And I'm not entirely convinced he'll get enough minutes. With uh, is Nick Powell going to play up front, or is he going to play? I'm, in, I'm interested. I'm interested. I mean, I've noticed no one's priced him up, but they pushed. Man's opened at 16s, didn't he? And then they pushed him out to 20s, which I thought was okay. We're just about to see Nick Powell into the into a market here, but he hasn't been priced up yet. I think he's. It's a bit yeah, of a coop, that isn't it? It seems to have gone under the radar, but I haven't been keeping as much of an eye. Yeah, I hear people that have seen him kind of like pre-season are telling us exactly what we expected that he's probably going to, you know, he's a class above the the division, which you would expect. Should um, be, yeah. I think, yeah. Stockport, I forget who we spoke about yesterday about having to share some of the goals around, but you've got obviously Wooten there as well. Olaf Fay should be sharing some minutes as well. Yeah, agree with Madden. Only saw only saw about five of the 90 minutes in the 21 games he played after January last season. Feels like that's feels like he's on the, the downgrade rather than the upgrade. But um but I, I do think hey once I think there's only two firms up at the moment in there, but once more once more firms go up, I expect to see Nick Powell somewhere in the market. But yeah, it would be nice if um yeah I think it'd be really interesting some you know, if you were talking 25s, 33s, something like the that. The only thing with him is he doesn't strike me as the durable type to play mm. a whole season. Uh, I know he hasn't, he's been a bit in and out in the championship, hasn't he? But that that's a different story, but that's because of selection. But mm. he's obviously had a lot of injury problems years, a few years back. Um, whether, again, like we said, I think with that, that sort of player and McGoldrick to a certain degree, you can you can afford to be a little bit like a luxury player. Absolutely, they're, they're, they're so above the level where they should be that he could still get fifteen twenty without playing every game. So every minute of every game. Um, someone else that we mentioned there, uh, Mansfield, another team that I saw last weekend in the rain at Alfreton. Will Swan, I think he gets a proper crack at a full campaign this year, doesn't he? he missed out after January. Um, Ten goals in twenty eight former Forest Ford. So him along with Andy Cooks, they were the only players in division last season, John, who played over 10 games, yet still averaged over half a goal XG throughout the season. Thoughts on Will Swan? Feels like a, feels like a, a good runner this yeah. year. Yeah, he's a player I really like. He couldn't have done anything more last season, really. He, he played... A, he only played 28 games for the 10 goals. Um, very, very few of which he played the full game. Some of that was because he had a, I think he had a bad hand or finger injury at one point and he was still playing through it. Then he missed the chunk towards the end of the season with a bad ankle injury. Uh, they took the, they signed him on a permanent from Forest in the summer on a three year deal. Uh, I think they even paid a fee for him, so um, which I'm not surprised because I think he's got a lot of upside. If he can play a full season, uh, don't really see why he shouldn't. They just seem like sort of freak injuries. I can definitely see him getting into the place contention here. I was a little bit disappointed at the price with some of these mm. names around him. I thought he might be a bit more under the radar and might get 33s. It's a bit like the outright, I think. Um, I do think the top is the top of this market is strong, and I, I like loads and loads of the names at the bigger prices. But you can't 
when you also like some of the smaller prices, you can't like them all. So mm. I do like him, but I think the price is it's short, I think, but not to say I don't like him. Just Just a word on that. Mansfield game that I saw on Saturday. You know, Nigel Clough has got previous for starting slowly in the in the last few seasons, and I know there's not a lot. Um, again, you know, not a lot of people put stake, but one of the things you do pick up from preseason is hey, who's who who looks a couple of weeks ahead of all the rest, and hey, Warsaw and Notts County, both sides that I saw before saw Mansfield. Mansfield looked miles off the pace for me. I think they won the game four nil, but they scored three of those in the second half, and then Alfreton. I think Alfreton brought on some players that. Didn't even have the kit, so they were dressed up in, um, I think, old always red Liverpool. Always a good sign, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, they they they, they bought in um, well, Kilgore's there, and uh, who else? Uh, Bailey Cargill, they bought in as well. They looked like they didn't barely spoke to each other. Back four were misplacing passes everywhere you look. They looked like um, <laughs> something just to watch. You know, certainly top of the notes that I took. I think that that, that should be a stronger backline. Though I, I didn't be. like, I didn't like it when they had James Perch and. I know he's been a great pro, but they were just, mm. especially towards the end of that season, they just looked too slow at the back for me. Is it um, Lee Soaps came on in the second half, a player that he's normally at the top of at the top of these lists, right? I'm a mate, like he's not priced up anywhere. I'm a mate, game time obviously limited in the in the last few seasons, but I'm amazed. Um, someone should take a chance on him, shouldn't they? Lee Soaps can do a job up front for someone. Scored lots of goals throughout his career. Maybe we should become his agent. He's in, uh, Absolutely, it's worked for. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get him a. Uh, Absolutely, a, yeah. a um, non-league North game somewhere. Absolutely. Um, beyond those, John, there was this whole group between twenty oh, to one and thirty-threes. They were just yeah. they didn't inspire. I think if a few more prices go up, then you may. I may get a bit of interest. I don't know whether you in that in that twenty to one to thirty threes group. Anyone that particularly inspired you? How long we got here? Um, <laughs> okay, I'll quickly run down some of these notes. Uh, I won't go into as much detail. We've got Charlie Austin at twenties, uh, nine in twenty last season for the ever talkative marksman. Also, see annoying. Um, the harsh reality is he hasn't made double figures in any league since 1920. Um, not the year, the season. Um, <laughs> class, obviously, class out for this level, but uh, you've got to have doubts whether he'll stand up to a full season. And Swindon are still a big question mark, so that's a no. Uh, Christian Dennis, 22s, uh, another one of last season's heroes in the in the places. Got a move to Tranmere after 20 for Carlisle. Uh, very similar comments to Andy Cook, really. Um, Absolutely, I, yeah. I can't, I can't see it this time around. And Tranmere are pretty hard side to be positive about, from what I can see. Mm-hmm. So that's a definite no. Uh, Mo Issa is more interesting. Oh yeah, twenty uh, two is best at the moment. Bit of a forgotten name, maybe. Uh, first time in League Two since he got twenty three and forty five for Cheltenham in seventeen eighteen. So he's been in League One ever since then and a little bit of the championship. He's got totals of 14, 12 and 11 at that level in three of the last four seasons, which isn't too bad. Absolutely. Especially yeah. when especially when you consider that two of those were for struggling and then relegated MK Don's side. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that price is about right because it's hard to see him, it's hard really to see him not getting to sort of at least the, mid-teen level and I think he could do a little bit better but I'm not sure about MK Dons I need to have a bit of a better look at them really 
tough side to work out, I think, MK Dons. I think mm-hmm. Alexander can steady the ship. He, I've got him in my notes here. He's got goals out of front men before as well. You know, Adam Rooney got 20-plus when Salford came up. A name that I'd forgotten about a long time ago, Josh Morris. Remember scoring all those goals from midfield mm-hmm. for, for Scunthorpe in, in League yeah. One as well? As a, yeah, Isa was one that, again, kind of interested me. It'd be interesting to see where the rest of the market plays him, Mike, because he's certainly, you'd think that, Hey, those what three out of the last four seasons in double figures in League One would translate nicely to a drop down in class in League Two, but yeah, not much juice in the price. Um, anyone else? What about Danny Johnson? Any views? Uh, no, you go ahead with that, mate. I've got no notes. On it, <laughs> All I've got was uh, <laughs> Danny Johnson makes his way back to Warsaw, but life is too short to arrive at Danny Johnson as you answer in League Two again. Uh, that good, was good. The, I like that. I like the, that. They did look quite good though, Warsaw. It got our old mate there, Priestley Farkuhars, and making up a new back three. Daniel Hussey on the left. You can say any nice. you can um you can tell they're gonna be um they're gonna be spicy from set pieces, aren't they? They're gonna get Hussey. That's a scare, scary back line that. Absolutely. Um after saying I didn't like Salford, Callum Hendry was potentially interesting at twenty eight, which is a lot bigger than the the 20s next best that he is. First full season of football at one club last season at at, um, at Salford. Mid-season, chopping and changing mid-season loans in Scotland. He got 12 in 41, which I thought was a, a good return. Should be entering his prime. Going to strip fitter for that experience last year. And um, could, you could make a case, I think, for him being one to knock on the door of 20 or 21, 22 goals next season. Um, I've had a bet in um, in League Two. I should talk about it in a second. John, have you um, any others? Any any selected others that you want to introduce into the fray at this time? Yeah, don't worry, kids. Only five more names to ramble about here. <laughs> um, if you're losing the will to live, you will have after this. Um, Joe Ironside, thirty threes. First saw that, I thought that that's decent. I like that. Um, interesting. Bit of a coup for Grant McCann at Doncaster this signing. Um, I looked at the interview when he signed and McCann basically admitted that one of the main reasons he came to Doncaster was because his partner's from the area. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like there was plenty of League One interest. So that is a... I think they've done well to get him, put it that way. Only six last season in a poor Cambridge side, but 14 and 14 the two seasons before. It's kind of similar to Mo Isa without being as prolific. Uh, the main doubt is he's never bettered that 14 total in one season, which did surprise me a little bit. Possibly, or not possibly, he's a bit more of a target man figure and a bit more of a defensive forward, does all the work than a natural scorer. But I've just got, I've got a feeling it looks a good fit at Donny. And the way McCann plays, he normally plays either... Three four three or four two four with mm. two two wingers right up there, so it should get plenty of chances. You've uh, um, you've you've, yeah. you've always got a good opinion about Donny. I mean, of all those, I, I criticised the bottom yes. half of League Two at the, at the opening few lines of this podcast. But you think they they look like one of those teams that could um you know that's some good oh, yeah, recruitment. McCann, good. McCann's a good good bloke to have in charge. Plenty to prove. Could be one of the springers they, from low down. You reckon? I did think that to start with, but the, the more I've gone through the top few, I'm not as convinced. But they did do their business really early. And I noticed that McCann made a big thing about signing a lot of leaders. They signed Richard Wood, our old Oh, friend. yes, that was good, yeah. And he's about 59, but it doesn't matter at this level. <laughs> um, 
obviously is going to be a massive help at set plays, which they weren't good at last season. They also signed Jack Senior and Owen Bailey, who see, from what I can tell, being two of the better players in National League last season. Uh, Joe Ironside, as I've said, uh, they brought back Ian Lawler in goal, who would be an upgrade on what they had. And uh, a lot of those were captains and things, which I've heard McCann talk about. They needed more leaders. Uh, should be the usual open games with McCann. He, you know, he's more happy to have a 3-3 three, three or 3-4 three, than a nil-nil. Uh, I think he's going to go for it. He's talking positively, but he always does. They were, I'm not saying unlucky last year, but I think they were a little bit better, the squad that was there, than it looked. Cause they had a hell of a lot of injuries especially in defence, as we mentioned, uh, towards the back end of the season. So, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to see them shaking up those front three or four, but I wouldn't be amazed. I think it'll be a bit of a roller coaster. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think there's a chance with them. Um, what about Wimbledon? Um, hmm. They seem to have uh, a lot of noise going on, seem to have... Um... Seems to be increased fans' expectation after a pretty torrid time last season. Increased fans' expectation just by simply signing plenty of people that Sutton uh, that weren't good enough for Sutton last year. Um, yeah, Jake Reeves didn't. Just, I saw I saw I, Jake Reeves' face <laughs> when he did the comeback interview. He didn't look as enamoured as I expected him to do about leaving Stevenage, leaving a promoted Stevenage and coming back to Wimbledon. But I'm sure he's, um, the fans are happy to have him back. <laughs> um, yes. Um, an interesting um, youngster up front though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the signings look a bit, whew, bit not much to me, like you say. They've been linked with uh, Rochdale's Jake Ball today as well. Um That'll really get the season tickets flying. Um, not not really inspiring, like you say, but they've got Ali Alhamadi, who I'll just go back to my notes here. I've got confident Iraq, Iraqi youngster. I don't know if he's confident, but in my eyes he is. Uh, he walked out of Swansea when he was young, when they offered him an extension to his contract because he wanted to play first team. So he went to Bromley, mm-hmm. impressed there, got the move to Wickham, where he never really got a, Great running games, but seemed a pretty popular figure. Uh, then got the sort of out of the blue 10 in 19 for Wimbledon last season, which considering how bad they were, was pretty impressive. A lot of those were crucial goals in one nils or one alls. Um, slightly, there was a lot of interest again earlier in the season, whether it was paper talk, that he wasn't, wasn't going to be there. I'm led to believe that Wickham have got a very substantial sell-on clause. Um, so I think that would make the deal more tricky because, mm-hmm. you know, that's come out of the blue probably to Wimbledon. And also Wimbledon did sell um, Assel last season yeah. for a lot of money. So I think well, they're on a much better financial position. So he, he, there's, a, there's quite a big, he's the only player in that sort of group. There's a big differential in the prices. Uh, one firm was 40s and I think there's 16s. Um, maybe that's factoring in the, the chance that he may still leave, but it seems to have gone quiet. Um, just with that untapped potential and what he showed last year, I wouldn't really want to lay the 40s, but uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, confident on it either. Just last one on your on your list here, John. I remember you mentioning this lad uh, last year. Come on, on a few games for oh. Cheltenham, was it on in some cup games? And you you picked him out straight away, and he's been put in uh, proper 
big price for for relegated Morecambe. Talk to us about Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, what a lovely traditional name it is as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a bit Brexity, that. If he scores 40, I hope they all dress up as Charlie Brown or the Morecambe fans. I was trying to think of that reference, but yeah, you you got it there. Um, He was the one I sort of had down as a potential flyer, a former Chelsea youth player, scored loads of goals for them, but... Uh, doesn't mean a lot now. Loads of loads of players have that haven't really gone on to do much. You know, it's a different game as we know. But he's been at MK Dons and Cheltenham. They're not. He got four and six in the EFL Trophy last season for Cheltenham, and that gave a little glimpse of what he could do. And not being able to get in ahead of Alfie May and Aidan Kenner or Keener, sorry, mm-hmm. is uh, no disgrace because they, those two were on fire, uh, especially towards the end of the season. I just like the Derek Adams has got a good record with these sort of young players from nowhere. Um, uh, he did a really good job with Kieran Phillips from Huddersfield on loan first half of last season. Uh, did really well with Jensen Weir, as we know. Yeah. Um, and suddenly, uh, the time I wrote this, I've put it looks a good fit because Morecambe have had I forgot hardly any forwards, and they've since signed two others. Um, another one they've signed is Michael Mellon on loan from Burnley, who was there last season, eight appearances before a bad injury. Yeah. Uh, I noticed at the time that Derek Adams talked him up um, a lot, and they've got him back. And I just I just noticed one thing on one of the pre-season match reports that said he'd significantly bulked up from last season and looked uh, like a proper player now, uh, even more to prove than Brown, really. But again, a good pedigree at that youth level for Burnley. Um, just to add to the mix, <laughs> I think yesterday they've signed uh, six foot five Tom Bloxham on loan from Shrewsbury. Yeah, I saw who, that, yeah. um, he was pretty promising. He, he came along with quite a big reputation, but they've been playing him out on the right. So I presume Derek Adams will be using him more as a target man. Um, I think that, that Morecambe squad suddenly is looking interesting because it's like a new blank canvas, really. Mm. And they, it's sort of classic Derek Adams, a lot of young sort of rough diamonds and I think a couple of them will come through or maybe only one but you sort of take your pick out of those three who's going to who's going to become the main man up front I think Mm. Harry Smith I thought was interesting Um, good chat it opened up at 80s and I think he's been cut to 40s good chance to set the record straight this season, I thought he opened up a couple of seasons ago for Orient and scored 13 before mid de- mid December, but then lost his shooting boots once. Richie Wellens came in um, pre-season injury last last season as well, so that clear that he probably made up Wellens' mind that he weren't part of his plans. And they shipped him off to Exeter early doors, came back to Orient for a few games in January, still wasn't the right fit. So he goes, he's had a nice little pipe opener for Barnet at the end of last season 10 in 14 on the running and Barnet ended up making the playoffs in the National League and he turns up at Sutton feeling a bit he watched a few kind of interviews when he arrived and looks like he's got a bit of history with Matt Gray and he just talked about the feeling like he was wanted and I thought you know player with a good history at the, at the level thought 40s was around about the right price so Good to get on the right side of that. But of those towards the bottom of the market, I thought Harry Smith was was interesting for Sutton, who I do think, you know, can probably 
go quite well this year. I think they've been bitten off by a lot of the market, but from an yeah. expected points point of view, the last two seasons have been pretty similar. It's just that they had, I think they had, I think 16 or 18 points less than they had two seasons ago. But essentially there was the, you know, they left a lot on the table last year, I think Sutton did, didn't they? We, we looked at it in terms of oh, yeah. XG. I think they've had, you know, finished in the in the top 10 with goals that they should have scored and they just haven't put enough away and Kizzy and uh, Goodliffe and everyone else is part of the reasoning for that. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought Sutton were were interesting towards the bottom half of the table and could be could be due a, a top half finish. In conclusion then, John, what do we think? Langstaff for me, I think. Wow. Um, what about you? We've, we've said a lot, but do we know any more? You know? um, <laughs> no. What a philosophical question. Andy Cook on the uh, snap, that's what, that's what that ends yeah, up probably, as. Probably, yeah, followed in <laughs> second by um, Christian Denning. Okay, get your forecast on. Uh, I, I think my conclusion, I'll put, wow, what a heat this is. Which is, um, I think Mullins should be shorter, and I can't really see how he isn't at least in the places. Um, I would need these three to drift, but any of uh, Will Swan, uh, Isa, or Al Hamadi, if he stays, would be of interest as well. Um, going back to the outright, what about? Um, going back to Notts County, actually, they've one thing I've noticed: Wrexham are popular again. The last couple of days, they're into three to one with a lot of um, a lot of firms. Uh, Notts County have opened elevens and now generally sevens. Now, one thing to note on that, as a, a few people I've I've seen have said, if you looked at the prices from when they played each other last season in the National League, the the modelers, if you like, or whatever you want to call them, had Notts County as a slightly better side, um, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the 11 has not lasted very long. Um, and I, I still think that 7s will probably shorten up to 11-2 to two by the start. Uh, they also signed, I think, Will Randall and Dan Crowley are excellent signings for Notts County. Uh, Crowley did really well at Morecambe in patches towards the end. Uh, he'll have a, a lot more freedom here and in a sort of side that will probably dominate the games more. He could be a, a good unlocking key. Uh, got brought in Aidan Stone from Port Vale. I don't think he had a great season in goal, but um, from what I've read, it looks like he's a big upgrade on what they had in it and he's good at playing the ball out with his feet, which is what they want. So I do think Notts County will shorten up more from the, I think there's still eight to one in one place, uh, definitely shorten up from that. But the other side that I think the price is, what about Gillingham? That's, uh, it's, it's interesting because on the, um, on the, not the top 20 uh, telegram group, which I'm, which I'm part of, I think when asked for my, when I volunteered my opinions on Gillingham, my, my instinct was that, hey, I remember, you know, when they started spending all that money towards the back end of last year, the spread went up at 55. And it always, I remember my old man getting in touch with me, I've seen how much money Gillingham is spending. And, it, and I thought, well, okay, let's see, let's, you know, maybe a point buy here. But they've ended up finishing on 55. So the market got them exactly right. I just, even though they finished, they finished with the second best form, I think, since January, didn't they? But in my head, like in the eye test, I didn't want it more. I, I, well, I never thought they were, I never thought they were kind of top six. I don't know whether that's, hey, you've got to rely on instinct every now and again. But I think the data probably tells you absolutely. And, you know, hey, they're going off, what, 11, 12 to 1 this year. Um, 
Yeah. But I, I th- my, yeah, the eye test I just did. And I'm not a big Neil Harris fan anyway, I don't think. <laughs> you know, just, just, just lots of it's, – it's I think, it, yet again, he started to build, what, one of the oldest sides in the division. I think they were 23rd or 24th in terms of youngest sides in, in, in the division last year. But, um, yeah, I'd rather – I don't know. Saying all that, though, what do you think? <laughs> no, that's good. Um, I think they've look at some of the additions. They brought in Max Clark and Connor Masterson on a permanent, um, and also the last couple of days they've added uh, Ogie from Late Orient, mm. um, who's for someone who's twenty one has got, I think, one hundred and fifty games at this level. So I think looking at their defence and sort of defensive midfield and that sort of area, I think they're one of the strongest sides around. But I do think they lack quite a lot going forward. They have brought in Johnny Williams, who I'm not a big fan of, um, despite his reputation. But I suppose that is a sign of where they are as a club now because he, mm. he turned someone else down, didn't he, late on, uh, I think, reading up on that. I, I I actually went the other way. I thought that Harris could be the ones, could be one of the managers that's under pressure the quickest because he spoke about not having much business to do in the summer because they did so much in in yeah. January. Expectations have already been set. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wonder whether... Hey, if they're not quick out of the blocks, if they don't, they're competing too soon. Then oh, I, de- I definitely think they need more going forward. Mm. Uh, looks a bit of a it's a bit of a dour front line, um, hard working like Tom Nichols and um, who's the chap who can play centre back as well. I've forgotten his name from Mansfield. They signed last season. Uh, that's gone. Anyway, um, him, (laughs) (laughs) great bit of podcast in there. I think they they just need that sort of X factor going forward, which I presume they think Johnny Williams will do. But Mm. as I say, he's not really for me. I think he's um, a bit too too fragile. I'm sure he'll have have the odd bit of impact. But Dower's a good word. That's the word I was looking for, John Dower. Fragile. Fragile and Dower. It's better than forgetting the name of the um, centre-back come centre-forward. I'm now going to have to look up because it's annoying me. Whilst you're whilst you're doing that, then um, yeah, I think you, I think you arrive at Langstaff really impressed. We, we coming off of Notts County, like I said, I I approached this season thinking I look at that Notts County backline, and I, I think it's I think it's all come through kind of like national league. And when you have a look at hey how how well Wrexham are already prepared, most of their what they got. They got they got O'Connell, they got Tozer, they bought um they are they bought our man um Will Boyle in as well, haven't they? So hey, they've got they've got oh, a, I missed they, that. Yeah, they got they, a back line. Uh, they got Aaron Hayden as well has come Aaron back. Aaron Hayden, yeah, they got a back line ready for League One already. So they figured it out already. I, I thought that I, yeah, Notts County would be one of the sides I think I would have been against before I'd seen them kick a ball in anger, but absolutely no doubt when I saw them, they move it quick, look cohesive. Fullbacks getting forwards, good striker up front, midfield looks creative. Mm. Hey, they were way ahead of they were way ahead of anything else that I've seen in in, in preseason. Really impressed. So yeah, got to have them. Um, good that they passed the eye. They passed they passed the horseful eye test, which is a. Uh, That's probably why they've been backed in the last. I would, uh, I would last imagine so. I would imagine so. Um, Do you want to know who it was? By the way, yeah, go for uh, it. It's, uh, you're going to kick yourself. Uh, Everyone who listens to this has got this and is saying, you're an idiot already, but it's uh, Oliver Hawkins. Oh, Oliver Hawkins. Yes, there we go. I always get mixed up with, uh, if, you were to, if you were to tell me 
if you were to say, oh, do you know, if you know Oliver Hawkins, who's the Ollie Palmer plays up front for Ollie Palmer plays up front for um, Wrexham. Yeah. And Ollie Watkins, who plays up front for... for uh, he'd, be, he'd be a short price, though. He'd be a he's short up, price. He's on the supercomputer list. I don't know. Over the years, right, whenever anyone asks me to say, oh, you know, whenever they mention any one of those three names, I never remember which one's which. And that's... They, they, I'm glad you linked into that, because Hawkins, Watkins and Palmer yeah. have all been in around that, like, lower-end football league. I always get those three mixed up. So, um... That's why I'm not in charge of recruitment at any um, professional football league club. John? That was, that was uh, two minutes on Oliver Hawkins. Everybody. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Even We can't expect us to remember all these names, right? We just... Uh... No, it got a bit... We, we, we went through so many names there, it got a bit... <laughs> whoosh. John, we've reached a 44-minute mark, which sounds a good point at which to conclude and bring this to an end. I think there's plenty there. Like I said... Um, yeah, Harry Smith's the only bet that I've had, but still plenty of action to be done. Um, still plenty of um, other firms to, to price themselves up in the market, and we'll see if there's any market moves. We're going to do plenty more anti-post stuff this year, aren't we, John? So um, keeping an eye on those outrights. And, yes, sir. Uh, keeping people updated. We'll start to do all part of the brand new content. We continue to evolve and, uh, and progress. Um, hopefully people are enjoying it. Um, John? We play a progressive style here. That's we what do. You're trying all to about the, the high press. They should do a... Um, yeah. yeah, I was slagging off radar charts on Twitter at some point this week, which didn't go down. Yeah, I well saw that. You, you didn't go down with didn't go down with the data nerds. It, it didn't. It didn't. It did, it, I think it was around... Which you do see a lot at this time of year, right? Which is no one's got no one, no one, no one makes a bad signing this time of year. Someone's got everything. Oh no, they're all great. It's yeah. all positive, right? I, I, I thought when I thought of it, it's like the um, it's like those preview meetings at Cheltenham, or you know, like when they do a Cheltenham gallop just before, and they ask all the owners and the trainers, "Oh, how? All working? How well. go, oh, yeah, he's working, yeah, working right. well. Yeah, should we? We think he's got a chance. Yeah, you don't mean you don't meet anyone that says what a shit piece of work that was. Yeah, we're going to pull him out. He's uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's in the uh, top ten. Centre backs in League Two with ginger hair, five for eight on the uh, on the radar for defensive duels. Look, look at my radar. I've just made up five foot six. You're talking about Andy Butler again? Can't believe it. Oh no, no, it does, it does go down well those sort of radars. But I think they, I think you're right. There's some some of them do produce some good content, but a lot of it is just it's the easy thing to do. It's like look at this radar of this player that I'd never heard of ten minutes ago. I've typed into my supercomputer. There you go again, and it, it and it says it says he's the sixth best in the league for whatever. And it's like it doesn't doesn't mean anything really. Regular listeners will be very pleased that we've descended into moaning about what young people do. Yeah, they're on, all idiots. On the internet. That's right. <laughs> Apart from the ones who listen and the ones we shout out, great people will have great careers. In a nice in a nice callback to how we opened, it was all better when we just all had free WordPress accounts and did and did blogs yeah. and no one bring to- back C facts. Absolutely, John. Absolute pleasure as always. We're going to give it a few days over the weekend, uh, and then we're going to come back. Hopefully, a few more people have priced up the League One market. We're going to do exactly the same, and then we've got a full house ready to look forward to the next few weeks and refining some of those selections. John, thank you for your time. We'll see you next time. Thanks, mate. Nobody cares about League One, but we do.